Well, Friday morning, CDC put out new guidance about masks, about social distancing, about uh, what is now recommended. Uh, And uh, this is after weeks and weeks of schools across the state of Illinois asking the Illinois Department of Public Health and the Illinois State Board of Education for more clear guidance on how to bring kids back into school. After uh, a year uh, and and, and a half, really, since uh, April of last year, where uh, schools were told to stay home uh, and do remote learning uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, And then you have um, the fall session coming in where uh, they were they were told, hey, you can do what you want. It's up to the school district now, uh, but they still had to follow certain uh, uh, public health guidance like masking and so on. Uh, now we're at uh, a new school year and uh, students going to be coming back uh, after having a variety of different types of in-person learning mixed with hybrid, mixed with, you know, half the school goes for two days and then the other half goes to school for two days. And uh, a lot of questions about learning loss, a lot of questions about uh, uh, how adequate the uh, the schools were able to teach kids, a lot of questions about kids not showing up for remote learning and so on. Uh, so this is a, an important issue. And uh, now with the uh, guidance out, what does it mean? We talked with Springfield School Superintendent Jennifer Gill, who says they're still digesting a lot of this. And they're they're talking to legal experts and they're trying to find out exactly what it means for their district, because at least in Springfield, they've got a couple of schools that are going back to school July 22nd. Look at the calendar. That's 10 days from now. Uh, so what can they expect? And also, how are they going to address some of the concerns parents have about the possibility of discrimination against students based off of their medical status, uh, which is a significant question because we don't want to discriminate against anybody for any reason. Uh, but it seems that, uh, that that that's a possibility. Well, one person who has uh, uh, been at the forefront of this in the question of should masks be mandatory in schools or should a mask mandate be prohibited, uh, State Representative Adam Niemerk, he joins us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Representative, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, Let's get your reaction to the guidance that came out on Friday and what you're seeing from uh, public health officials here in the state of Illinois. Well, Greg, thank you so much for having me on this morning. It's a pleasure to be on your uh, your program here again this morning. Now, Friday we saw some uh, new guidance come out here, folks. And then when I digested it Friday, I uh, took to my Facebook page. You can see me at uh, Adam Neeran for State Representative. And uh, I did a live uh, essentially announcing that we were going to uh, needed to wait on the ISBE uh, and the IDPH for, uh, for, for, for what they uh, how they wanted to interpret this. But essentially the CDC... Uh, when you get down to the brass tacks of it, uh, allows our local school boards, our local administrators, uh, to have the flexibility. And in their press conference, they even alluded to that. This allows flexibility at the local level uh, when it comes to their COVID mitigation standards. They uh, are going through a layered approach, uh, but it's very clear, very clear in the CDC guidance that local administrators, your local school boards have the authority on whether or not masks will be optional going into this fall school year. Uh, furthermore, on, on page four, if you print out all, if you, and I recommend everybody print this out and really read through it yourself. Uh, parents, educate yourself on, on what's going on in the public school system. Educate yourself on your options. Uh, so when you go to these school board meetings, you're able to present your argument uh, for, for why you believe that masks should not 
uh, be made mandatory for your particular school going into this fall. But uh, just to just to look at page four, uh, if you print everything out, the CDC clearly states the CDC uh, continues to recommend masking and physical distancing as key prevention strategies. However, if school administrators decide to remove any of the prevention strategies for their school based on local conditions, they should remove them one at a time and monitor closely uh, for any increase in COVID-19 uh, cases, and they further say you have to communicate that in a cogent way uh, to, to teachers and uh, staff and uh, students and parents as well. Uh, further says that schools should work with local uh, public health departments to determine the prevention strategies needed in their area uh, by monitoring levels of uh, community transmission. Again, they say on page five, together with local public health officials, school administrators should consider multiple factors when making decisions. Uh, and further discuss the need for layered specific transmission levels, vaccine coverage, et cetera, um, when it comes to uh, comes to vaccination levels. So, folks, you have the opportunity here um, to uh, to go to the school boards with this information and uh, and, and really have these discussions. Uh, and, and, and it's here. The, the data is here. The science is here. The CDC has said uh, that masks can be optional at the local level going into this fall. So. Uh, the IDPH has fully uh, fully adopted uh, the CDC guidance, the ISBE website. I'm looking at their ISBE website right now, and they have fully adopted this guidance. Um, this coupled with other schools beginning to do this, I, uh, <laughs> I was looking just this morning, and I believe we have a total of 11 uh, in the state of Illinois so far, and further, uh, more are going to be voting on this particular issue. So, um, right now, it's a situation where you can go to my go to my Facebook page. You can see I'll try to keep you updated. There's another Facebook page. Illinois High School Sports uh, Central has a Facebook page. Uh, my friend Kevin Dennis runs that particular page, and he's keeping everybody updated on 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 what's going on. So right now, folks, yes, this is a 100% local issue. Attend your school board meetings and let your voices be heard. We're talking with State Representative Adam Niemerg, uh here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, getting his reaction to the CDC guidance. Uh, and uh, in particular, a couple of weeks ago, Representative uh, the Red Hill School District made headlines for uh, voting, having their locally elected school board that's accountable to the local voters and the local property taxpayers. Uh, they uh, they ultimately said that they're going to relax their uh, their mask guidance, their mask mandates, making it optional, saying that hey, if you want to wear a mask in the schools you can but it's not going to be mandated uh they quickly got a note back from uh, the state board of education putting them on probation does this latest development change that uh and if it hasn't should it greg thank you for bringing that up that's something that everybody needs to be made aware of is the, is the situation in red hill so red hill was put on probation i think there may be a little bit of uh of of miscommunication publicly on what happened there. So they were put on probation for the last five days of the school year, making masks optional. So they were going back to the previous school year and not necessarily talking about this fall. Now, whenever they were put on probation, they were scheduled for a hearing that was scheduled for July 8th. They received an email and the ISB had postponed that probation hearing with no set date on when it was going to happen. So now we're in a situation where we have many other schools throughout the state that are now following the CDC guidance that the IDPH and the ISBE has fully adopted where you have local control. You have the authority to whether or not you're going to mandate masks. Now, there will be folks, I, I just have to be completely honest here, there's language in here as well that if a school does decide that they want masks to be made required, they want that requirement going into this fall, 
they have the authority to do that as well. Okay, so we have the authority to have mass optionals. They have authority to have mass required. That that language is in here as well, and that's what a lot of these. Uh, you know, we, we've got a situation where the IDPH, the ISB, these are all uh, governor-appointed positions. We know uh, where the governor stands on this particular issue. He shut businesses down over the last year. He's crippled our economy. The IDPH had kids running around tracks just three months ago wearing masks on. So in my mind, there's pretty much zero credibility there. But there's language here that they can that they can use in these more left-wing school districts where if they want to have masks required, they can. Now, folks, there's language in here that, that says masks are optional. This CDC guidance gives accountability at the local level. It's very clear when it comes to that. So what we have to do now is, is we have to have our voices heard at these school board meetings. Present your argument. Have these discussions with your administrators. Remember, just as you said, Greg, that these, these school board members are elected just as I am. They're held accountable to the voters of their districts just as I am. If these school boards will not lift the mask requirements and you want these mask requirements lifted the same as I do, you have the opportunity to have your voices heard at the ballot box. Don't forget that. You have the authority when it comes down to your local school districts. Representative Adam Niemerg here on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and when it comes to these uh, these issues, uh, it seems that uh, we're, we're focusing more on uh, following guidance that could change next week or it uh, can change in, in three weeks or in a month. Uh, but what what's being done about the learning loss? What's what's. What's the focus on, um, you know, making sure that kids are able to understand history and math and, uh, you know, physical education? And are we losing sight of that uh, while we're while looking at uh, how to follow 60 plus pages of uh, guidance from uh, uh, from an unelected uh, CDC? I, I, Greg, you say unelected and that that's that's the major issue here. They they. They don't have the authority. They're unelected. The people did not vote to give this authority. Uh, and and, and that just, that's something that we're going to have to deal with down, down the road. But when it comes to learning loss, you, you're absolutely correct. We have a situation where a study was just done with history and civics in the state of Illinois. And we received an adequate. We received an F. An F. And that's, that's, that's unacceptable, folks. We've got, uh, you know, grades three through, three through six, um, you know, nearly two-thirds fail at, at, at reading um, in, 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 in basic math skills. So we're in a situation where we have to dramatically improve our, our public school system. And I'll be quite honest, we have bills going through the legislature like SB 818, which is that egregious sex ed bill that I am fighting tooth and nail against. We have culturally responsive teaching standards that were introduced and got through JCAR earlier this, this spring that have dovetailed off of critical race theory. These Public school administrators, the Illinois State Board of Education, Illinois State Board of Education, these uh, you know these, these big organizations, the IEA, uh, they're more interested in in, in in fundamentally changing the ideology of not only the state of Illinois but the country, rather than teaching our children critical thinking skills. So this goes well beyond the pale of COVID. This has just been brings it more to more to the light of what we're really dealing with in the state of Illinois. But we ultimately, we've got to push back against this radical agenda that's affecting our school children. State Representative Adam Niemer, greatly appreciate your time. We'll connect again on this and other issues, I imagine. So be safe out there, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on.